The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... It is my pleasure to call into session the 2016 Convention and Conference of the American Council of the Blind. President Kim Charlson convenes the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for August 2016. On Sunday, July 3rd, ACB President Kim Charlson delivered her report during the opening session of the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind. After introducing some new staff members and making some other acknowledgments, President Charlson gave the following report on the activities of the organization during the past year. It's again a true honor for me to come before you for my third report as president of the American Council of the Blind. <laughs> Thank you. Time keeps flying by and I have much to report to you since our conference in Dallas last year. It has been a year of many transitions, travel, calls, committees, emails, more calls, more decision-making and collaboration with others to keep our organization moving forward on so many different fronts. ACB continues to address many issues and challenges of all types since last we gathered together. Much of the work of the organization isn't the moments of success with press releases and passages of legislation, but rather the day-to-day -day work, advocating, writing letters and testimony, and developing and supporting our ACB infrastructure to ensure that we have the financial resources to work on our mission. Earlier this evening, we hosted our annual Giving Society reception. This year, we had 200 individual donors and 40 corporate donors. These supporters are the backbone of our fundraising, which then allows us to accomplish our valuable work. All of these initiatives all go far toward making it possible to support ACB's organizational work and advocacy. And I want to extend to all of our donors a heartfelt thank you for your gifts. One example of our expanded capacity is due in large part to the generosity of J.P. Morgan Chase, who supported ACB being able to bring eight leadership fellows to this conference and convention. These individuals have been identified as up-and-coming leaders in their affiliates and will be participating in many aspects of the convention, learning and growing their knowledge and leadership skills. J.P. Morgan Chase has also sponsored the production of a short informational public service announcement called Spotlight On, which is about ACB and our work that will be aired for the next year, over 350 public television affiliates across the country. <laughs> ACB Radio 
continues to be the preeminent radio broadcasting system run and operated by blind and visually impaired people in ACB. The mainstream channel is the flagship of ACB's information broadcasting and its main menu program with the new hosts, Jason Castingway and Randy Rusnick, and the dynamic main menu program team are bringing hundreds of new listeners to the program each week. Affiliates in Action, started by Debbie Hazelton, is one of our newer programs that features news from our affiliates. ACB Radio now has several programming offerings as podcast feeds on iTunes and available through the acbradio.org website. ACB Radio Interactive has also been recognized as a featured station by the Star Dome Digital Streaming Licensing Team from well over a thousand other internet radio stations. This is a great accomplishment and honor and stands as proof of the hard work and dedication to this craft by our ACB radio team. Thank you to all of you for what you do. As you may know, ACB radio continues to be available on the phone for those of you that may not have computer access and access to the Braille Forum and the ACBE Forum. We also have an on-demand streaming service for ACB Radio interactive programs. If you miss one, you can listen to it through a stream available on ACB Radio Interactive. In December, ACB and Microsoft entered into a very productive partnership to advance the accessibility of information technologies. Through this partnership, ACB and Microsoft are working together to make sure that planned updates to various Microsoft products are accessible and meet the needs of persons who are blind or visually impaired. By working with ACB, Microsoft is gaining valuable insights about user experiences. This level of support will help Microsoft to deliver more powerful assistive technology as well as inclusive experiences with the technology we are using. We are very pleased to build on the previous engagements we've had with Microsoft, and we are enjoying and benefiting from working more closely with the teams to review and test new features and upgrades. Last year, ACB's Volunteer Hours Reporting Program collectively logged a total of 9,230 hours of volunteer service to the organization. That equates to over $212,000 in in-kind support. This effort shows funders our commitment to our mission and documents the hours of work contributed by our hundreds of faithful members in all capacities. Thank you again for all you do. Since our last convention, ACB announced two structured negotiation settlements on accessible prescription labeling and medication information. 
These settlements were the result of collaboration with the law firm of Laney Feingold and Linda Dardarian of Goldstein, Borgen, Dardarian, and Ho. Humana and Rite Aid have started offering talking prescription labels, braille and large print labels, to customers who are blind or visually impaired through mail order service for Humana and in-store and mail order in-store pickup for Rite Aid. Both are using the accessible label system provided by Envision America Scriptability Program and Rite Aid is also using the talking pill reminder solution for an immediate in-store option, ensuring that all of our members have access to important information about their prescriptions is a critical component toward allowing people to independently manage their own health care needs and a strong commitment by ACB. Further on the legal front, ACB and our attorneys, Sutherland, Asbill, and Brennan, in conjunction with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs, reached a landmark settlement with the General Services Administration, GSA, on behalf of three blind federal contractors and ACB. The settlement benefits all blind federal contractors. The settlement requires that GSA makes significant changes to SAM.gov that had prevented blind individuals from accessing the website and maintaining their status as federal contractors. The agreement creates a process by which members of the blind community will continue to test and provide feedback on future changes of SAM.gov. In my report at last year's convention, you may remember I shared the audio of a taxicab sting operation conducted by a team of investigative journalists from WUSA Channel 9 in Washington, D.C., regarding access to taxis by blind individuals using guide dogs. I am pleased to report that three weeks ago, Executive Director Eric Bridges and ACB reached an agreement with four DC taxi companies to carry out an accessibility initiative to ensure that blind and visually impaired individuals accompanied by guide dogs have full and equal access to taxi cab services in the District of Columbia, including, <laughs> including street-hailed taxi cab services. As part of this accessibility initiative, the taxicab companies have agreed to collaborate with ACB and contribute to a testing fund overseen and administered by ACB. ACB will monitor training, educational effectiveness, and compliance by the associated drivers with their legal obligations to provide street hail taxicab services in the District of Columbia. Contributions to the Accessibility Initiative will be used to fund this monitoring and third-party testing program to ensure that blind and visually impaired individuals with guide dogs are successfully able to hail taxis on D.C. streets. 
Our thanks to Pillsbury, Winthrop, Shaw, and Pittman, and the talented attorneys at the Washington Lawyers Committee who supported ACB on this case. I want to commend ACB's Executive Director, Eric Bridges, for his leadership and commitment to following this very strong case through to its conclusion. All of this would not have been possible without his dedication and determination for justice. Thank you, Eric. On the legislative front, Representatives Matt Cartwright, Democrat from Pennsylvania, and David McKinley, Republican from West Virginia, introduced the bipartisan Alice Cogswell and Ann Sullivan Macy Act, H.R. 3535, named for two pioneers in the education of deaf and blind students. This landmark legislation will dramatically improve educational results for students who are deaf, hard of hearing, blind, visually impaired, or deafblind. The Cogswell-Macy Act will amend and modernize the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act to address the largely unmet, unique needs of students with sensory disabilities and will hold all levels of our public education system accountable for their expectations. ACB continued to work on HR 729, the Medicare Demonstration for Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act of 2015. This bill seeks to expand coverage of low vision devices for Medicare recipients. Both of these pieces of legislation will most likely require reintroduction in the next Congress. But given the unpredictability of Congress, maybe not. ACB stands ready to work with our supporters to reintroduce these bills in the 115th Congress that begins in January of 2017. I need to comment briefly on developments surrounding ACB's efforts regarding accessible currency. On May 16, 2016, ACB expressed our deep concern and disappointment over continued delays by the U.S. Department of the Treasury, which reported to the court further delays in implementation of accessible tactile paper currency to as late as 2026. 13 years past the initial timeline set forth by the court in ACB versus Paulson. ACB is extremely upset that shortfalls in security and anti-counterfeiting measures are being used to push back accessible paper currency an additional six years. If our country can create a space program and put a man on the moon in less than nine years, the government should be able to figure out how to make paper currency both secure and accessible in less than twice that amount of time. <laughs> on June 9, 2016, 
ACB filed a motion in the U.S. District Court in the District of Columbia to require the U.S. Department of the Treasury to act judiciously and expeditiously in order to release accessible currency by December 31st, 2020. Our motion to the judge who upheld the 2008 decision that the U.S. must make currency meaningfully accessible affirms our great displeasure that the Treasury Department is taking entirely too long to bring accessibility and currency online. When the court ruled in 2008 to uphold our right to equal access, the expectations were that it would take maybe three to five years, not almost two decades. The Department of Treasury claims that the delay is not due to making currency accessible, but rather over concerns about counterfeiting advancements. The court ruled in 2008 that the next currency design should be made accessible under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, which asserts that all federal government programs and practices must be accessible to people with disabilities. Historically speaking, the government tries to address currency counterfeiting by redesigning the currency every seven to 10 years. And the court took this into consideration when establishing its timeline, which makes the delay even more disconcerting on so many levels. I want to publicly thank our attorney on this case, Jeffrey Levitke, for his persistence, determination, and dedication to our cause and that latest motion that he filed. Stay tuned to hear more about updates from the court. While we appreciate that the staff from the Bureau of Engraving and Printing will be in the exhibit hall continuing to distribute currency readers to those who have not received one as a part of the Meaningful Access Program, the fact of the matter is that we in ACB are compelled to take our case for accessible tactile currency to the courts. Now let me touch on television and audio description. ACB continues to dedicate resources to its world-famous audio description project, ably directed by Dr. Joel Snyder and with oversight from the ACB Audio Description Project Steering Committee, chaired by Dan Spoon. A couple project highlights include providing weekly updates on audio-described DVDs and Blu-ray discs for sale, 63 to date in 2016, almost a 30% increase over this time last year. ACB, CBS, Fox, and NBC now offer over 50 TV series with description, a 25% increase over 2015, plus there are an equal number on all the other cable providers and public television as well. Sponsored by the Audio Description Project, 
at the um, United States Holocaust Museum. It's a project that Joel Snyder and Eric Bridges have both worked on to make that museum more accessible. Much of the ADP's plans have focused on the fourth ADP conference and audio describer and audio description consumers taking place over the next few days here in Minnesota. A special feature is the mentorship program where audio describers pair up with ACB members to get a first-hand look at the needs of audio description consumers. We match the description professionals with mentors who are blind to help them more fully understand why description makes such a difference in understanding media, events, museums, movies, and television. With a more broad focus toward access, we saw a major development from Disney Pixar's with the release of its Disney Anywhere app, which allows consumers to download an audio description track for selected movies and listen to them in the movie theater using their own smartphone. ACB was pleased to nominate this initiative for an FCC Chairman's Award, AAA Award, and I was honored to witness the FCC Chairman, Tom Wheeler, present the award to Disney Pixar just a few weeks ago. Finally, on June 27th, ACB filed comments in response to a notice of proposed rulemaking from the Federal Communications Commission on expanding audio description on television. This proposed rule would significantly increase access to audio described programming on broadcast and cable networks. ACB's comments were outstanding, and we will continue to monitor the comments from industry through the process with the FCC. We need further assistance from you because ACB and the Audio Description Project are conducting a survey to get some important research data from you, the consumers of description on broadcast television, mobile apps, streaming services, and film. Please take the time to complete the survey and encourage your members and friends to do the same. The survey link can be found on acb.org. I also want to mention another survey that ACB has been working on in conjunction with GDUI and the Council of U.S. Guide Dog Schools. In just a couple weeks, you'll be getting notification of a survey related to all aspects of access to transportation services for people who use guide dogs. Again, to help us gather data on the critical issues and problems facing people with service dogs in the transportation field. We want to use this data to influence change with the Department of Transportation and other transportation entities throughout the government. So please stay on top and watch for the announcement about that survey. ACB also worked with Netflix and the disability rights advocate, a disability rights law firm in Berkeley, California. And in May, 
ACB, the Bay State Council of the Blind, and individual advocates reached an agreement with Netflix to continue to make audio-described content available for movies and videos offered through the Netflix video streaming and DVD rental subscription service. Netflix will also provide audio description for original shows that are produced, such as House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Netflix has also committed to make its website and mobile app accessible to individuals who are blind and use screen reader software. As television and movies are increasingly delivered through streaming and home delivery services, ACB will continue to ensure that the blind community receives access to this content. ACB continues to make communication a high priority. For those using technology to keep up with information, ACB is there for you as well through the new ACB Link app. I am very excited about ACB Link which has been downloaded by over 1,400 people since its launch last fall. It provides access for iPhone device users to a wide variety of ACB's information and programming. Version 1.1 was released just last week and includes information about our sponsors and other program and convention activities. I want to thank publicly... Jeff Bishop, who spearheaded the development of ACB Link for his leadership and commitment to this project. It is truly making a difference for people to communicate and connect with our important information and key publications. In closing, the American Council of the Blind and our thousands of members continue to have much work to do over the next several months. But overall, our affiliates and chapters across this country are making a difference in so many ways. ACB proudly represents all blind and visually impaired people regardless of their economic status or functional ability. We advocate through a wide spectrum of programs and services for people of all ages and capabilities. Our work is important, and it isn't always easy, and at times it can be challenging, to say the least. Nevertheless, advocacy is, in whatever form it takes, the charge and our mission. When we have victories, they are even more exciting, and they are hard fought, and we should celebrate our successes as important steps in our advocacy. Working together, we can continue to make change happen. And I look forward to working hand-in-hand with all of you to make sure our 10,000 dreams for people who are blind or visually impaired become realities. Thank you so much. That was ACB President Kim Charlson's report to the 55th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind, recorded in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports.